You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Two Bad Tourists. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. This is a special edition. We are Greek Islands. We are literally on our catamaran right now, which is why you might actually hear a diesel engine in the background. Blowing a little bit hard because uh, it's a warm day. So, just a reminder: my name is Austin. I am half of the travel blogger, uh, travel blogger duo, Two Bad Tourists. And sitting next to me here in our uh, fabulous cabin is David. Yeah, hello, hello from Greece. We're on the island of Poros right now. We're having a great time. We're doing this right in the middle of our trip. Yes, um, we are. We are hiding out in this cabin because it's a warm day, and luckily we have some air conditioning. Yeah, and I just so want to say, and I just want to say hi to Tom and Brendan. Thanks for tuning in. We we didn't literally choose when we were well. We literally chose when we were going to record this about five seconds ago. So we appreciate it. Uh, tuning in. Well, we just it's hard to know exactly how because you have to be very flexible and sailing and with a group trip and exactly. when you're actually going to have you don't necessarily know when you're going to be or when your boat's going to be rocking yeah, when you're going to have Wi-Fi. Exactly. So, so here we're we good are. now and we managed to do it. We're doing a little like a day earlier than we anticipated but um, that's fantastic. So anyway, we're coming to you from the island of Poros in Greece and today we're going to share the highlights of the trip that we're doing right now. We'll play just a couple audios that we recorded during the trip um, talking to some guests and some crew and at the end of the episode we'll give some recommendations of the things we've done on the islands and um in the city of Athens as well, so you can plan your trip. And gasp, we're yeah. not going to Mykonos. I know, all the way here in the in the Greek islands, and we're on a gay group trip, and yes. we're skipping the island of Mykonos. Um, and th- but there is a reason that we're doing that, and that's because um, we've done it before, yeah. but this time of year, uh, I'm going to tell what I think I remember, and you'll correct and me. And then I will correct you, because uh, you'll be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's very windy uh, in that region of the Greek islands, and so it would be really rough sailing. Um, so one, it could be enjoyable because the sailing is so rough, and two, it could be so windy that you can't even sail to, um, like Mykonos and Santorini. Um, is that what uh, is that correct? Yeah, the that... first part was like spot on, and I think by by what you you meant in the second part is you, for for example, when we went in 2019, we were supposed to dock uh, and port overnight in Santorini, but it was so windy that we couldn't even do that, so we didn't actually even get to go. So um, those islands, I, you can sail those, but just not in the summer. Um, the winds are apparently uh, really rough. I mean, you can't just uh, yeah, it's not. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, and so and we did do it in 2019, and um, it was really rocky people were getting seasick yeah um, and we didn't end up getting to go to Santorini exactly so we decided to do a different route um we are doing some of the islands in the Saronics which is just uh right around Athens which makes it really convenient for flying in and out of the capital city obviously so the sails are generally less than two hours it's like an hour hour and a half sail in between the islands the seas have been super super smooth and they've been really beautiful destinations so um I have literally nothing to complain about uh, even though we skipped Mykonos, but some of our guests will be uh, going on to Mykonos and Santorini, in fact, on a separate uh, post-tour. Uh, post so, yeah, uh, just a quick uh, uh, reminder here. We've been working with Pride Sailing Holidays since 2008, so this is actually our fourth sailing trip with them. So if you've been listening, you've probably heard about us talking about these trips uh, ever since January when we launched the podcast. So we're finally here. We've been talking about this trip. This is Greece. Um and we will be returning uh, to gay sailing in August, the end of August, and that will actually be in Croatia. 
And we, of course, will be working with them again next summer in 2023. So if you haven't had a chance to join uh, one of these awesome trips, we will announce uh, some of those departure dates uh, later this summer for next year. So if you like the show, uh, please subscribe to it on Colin and give the episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. And you can always follow us on social media. We are at Two Bad Tourists. And feel free to leave us a comment uh, about what you like about the show or what you want to hear more of. So we will get into kind of the highlights of, of our, our trip, what we're doing, um, and kind of talk a little bit about the guests. So we're hitting up, I don't know how many islands this is, uh, one, two, three, four, five, about five islands. That's yeah, the, right. the sailing trip seven nights and we, we do, well, we generally do an island every night and, but one was Athens and then one we skipped. So exactly. I can't do that math. So we started, I know that's what I was like. <laughs> and then isn't that, I think the first night was still part of the mainland, right? So we weren't still technically, we didn't go to an island. We went to the coast off the mainland, right? Yeah, I'm not really sure. So, um, we started off, uh, in Athens and then we went to a little coastal town and then we went to the island of Hydra and then, uh, Betsis. Betsis. Okay, finally said it correctly, I think. Um, and then from there, we went on to uh, Ermione, right? I think that sounds right. Yeah, and then um, we just got to Poros. Yep. And then tomorrow, we're actually not going to be uh, docking at a port. We're going to be kind of on a, a, like an uninhabited uh, area of an island. Yeah, right? we'll basically be anchoring um, like in a secluded bay. So, um, we're so we'll have... kind of be all alone, just the two sailboats. We'll yeah. anchor up and actually just cook dinner on the boat. And Are we going to eat on the boat or off the boat? I'm not sure. Okay, so we'll have to we'll, we'll find out and we post will, it on Instagram. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, but but I thought we were, might be off the boat. But anyway, so we just went to the supermarket now because we're not going to be uh, near a store or anywhere tomorrow. We're going to be completely on the boat and on the water or on areas that are secluded. Right. So we had to stock up on all the wine that we wanted uh, before uh, before we head out tomorrow. And then, so that's all day Thursday and Friday. We'll be um, arriving back in Athens in the afternoon and we'll spend the last night on the boat. And then um, Saturday, we'll wrap up our trip. But other people who have um, done the three, is it three days post tour? Uh, yeah, it's actually a five, a four night post tour. So, and in fact, backing up, um, so our total trip is 16 guests, including ourselves. So, 14. Well, so just to wrap up, they're going to go on to Mykonos and Santorini. Exactly, yeah, but yeah. I was going to mention the Athens part. Yeah. Um, so before the, the sailing trip, six of our guests actually came in uh, a couple days early and stayed in, uh, did like a pre-tour, stayed a couple nights in Athens. We did some uh, some walking tours and a gay pub crawl with them. And then uh, that same group is going to go on to Mykonos and Santorini uh, two nights each, but they're going to travel by fast ferry as opposed to the, the sailing boat. So it'll be more of like a land tour of those two. So it's nice. They get yeah. the sailing experience and that, you know, those who have more time off and who want to see more things can add on to it. And those who are just down for the one week sailing get to do that as well. So it's kind of a mix. Right. Speaking of our guests, um, we've got 14 guests total. Exactly. So 14 on guests two total boats. on two boats. So each boat, uh, generally holds a guest plus two crew and the crew is really a captain. And then you have a host and the host is the one who cooks the breakfast and the lunches on board, which are included uh, every day. And this does some of the tidying up and housekeeping and things like that. Um, so, yeah, just talking about the, the profiles of the guests. Over the years, we've had lots of different people from lots of different countries and lots of different age ranges. Solo travelers, groups of friends, mm -hmm. uh, couples. This year in particular, uh, we have quite a few Americans, actually. I would say maybe the majority. The, the, yeah, the uh, two thirds of them are Americans. We have one Canadian one Colombian and an Australian. 
So, and we've got, there's a couple here that are also uh, celebrating their anniversary, right? They're, yeah, yeah. There's another couple that originally booked this uh, during the pandemic. 2020. They, yeah, so it's like, and then they tried to book it again in 2021 before. They had to cancel. Yeah, for, well, I think they got COVID. Yeah. And they, they canceled. And so now they're finally right. doing it. So we've got people, you know, who post, <laughs> like, postponed this trip for two years, other people who are going to celebrate the anniversary. So it's great to hear everyone's kind of stories. Yeah, and it's really great because um, everyone is really vibing well on the boat. And what, what you'll find as we go through this episode is, you know, people who take this kind of trip where you're going to be on a boat in sort of tight quarters with a small group of people, you, you have to have an open mind, right? So everyone's been really friendly. Um, and, you know, we all kind of get some of our alone time. We get some group time to socialize. So it's just kind of a nice, uh, nice balance. And age range, people are kind of in their, you know, as young as in their 30s. Yeah, mid-30s to probably to early 60s. 60s. Yeah. So kind of a, you know, um, a wide range uh, for the ages. Right. Um, I think that there's two interesting stories. It's always, you know, we sit around and we're drinking and eating and swapping stories all day. And, and two of our guests are kind of um, older, came out later in life. And it's uh, it's interesting to hear their stories. They have like a very similar similar story in the sense that they came out later, but their their journeys have been very different. Right. Uh, so it's interesting just to hear, you know, those stories and share them with people and, right. and, and parents and, support and, each other. And, I like that aspect. Yeah, stories, that, you know, in the sense that they've had, you know, they've been married, they have kids, and, you know, they've recently come out. So it's, um, for, for them, it's kind of a cool experience to be able to go on this, um, you know, because they didn't grow up, you know, in their 20s and in their 30s as uh, being out and gay. So but, Yeah, and they're learning a lot about gay culture by being on this gay group trip. Like wigs and clacking fans yes. and <laughs> all the great stuff. All the important being stuff. a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to, to do that, to share those experiences. I, I love it. So our guests have been fantastic, um, as they usually are. Yes. Um, so a little bit more about kind of um, boat life. Um, well, let's start with um, kind of talking about what it's like to, to live on the boat, and then we can play some audios. So usually the cabins are quite small. I think that's fair to... to be upfront about because um, yeah. So when you're thinking about close quarters, yeah. When you when you're traveling, normally you're in your you're in a hotel room, right? So um, if you think about a hotel room, a boat cabin's going to be much smaller. These are not cabins like you'd have on a big mainstream mainstream Caribbean or Carnival cruise line, right? They're they're pretty small, so that's something to keep in mind. But also, you don't spend really any time in your cabin unless you're sleeping. Yeah, um, you're really going to be pretty out much on outside the, on the yeah. deck all the time because it's usually quite nice. However, uh, for whatever reason, there was an issue with our our boat at the beginning of the trip and then we got it upgraded unfortunately we yeah, got upgraded thanks, <laughs> thanks to pride sailing holidays that actually took yes. care of everything and made sure that we um got minimum what they told us and they couldn't provide that so they gave us better than what yeah. we expected and so our cabin is actually quite large and usually it's a shared bathroom with another cabin but in this case we have all our own private bathrooms which is amazing oh my god it's great and that you shower you can shower in the bathroom but it's like you're showering right like on the toilet <laughs> it's it's about life yeah it's, it's a different kind of thing and you literally like sped right so the rule is like no shoes on the boat so you're walking around the boat deck kind of barefoot all day long you don't put your shoes on until you literally step off the boat you know, everyone's kind of, um, the, the, the routine starts in the morning where the host generally cooks the breakfast around, let's say, 8, 9 o'clock. We head out of port after breakfast around 10. We often go sail for maybe like half hour, an hour, stop at a swimming spot, yeah. have lunch, just chill. And usually those swimming spots are like 
specifically chosen because they're just gorgeous lagoons or amazing backdrops. And we have paddleboards, so we, oh, he's cleaning the tech <laughs> <Yeah>. deck. <laughs> anyway, um, we have like a window to the top deck so we can see, you know, you can see our at the front of the who, yeah, by the way, did participate. Our straight captain, who's originally from Albania, but has lived in Greece for 24 years. Today was Wig Wednesday, so we all got dressed up in wigs. And he threw on a wig and, like, started clacking a fan like he was a professional. I was really, really I loved impressed. that, yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, we, on our swim stops, we stop and we have lunch. We go swimming and we have um, paddle boards on board so we can go paddle boarding, snorkeling. Usually we'll have quite a bit of fun with lunch and then everyone <laughs> kind of splits off and kind of takes a nap in the sun yeah. or in their cabins. And yeah, then yeah. and then we meet up for dinner and dinner can be as a group or on our own. It's kind of whatever. Usually lately we've been kind of as a group. There was one night where we split up. but Yeah, and it's been a little bit of a mix. The first night was kind of a traditional Greek taverna where we had one giant table of 20 people um, and pretty inexpensive food. You can get like a half liter of red or white wine is like five euros and so we all kind of just you know enjoyed each other's company the first night i think the second night we went to kind of a little bit of a fancier place with like an amazing amazing view beautiful sunset it was a bit pricier but it was kind of nice to have like a posh experience and then i think the following night we literally went and bought like greek euros for like five euros which Um, is going to be our plan today because those euros are so good and then so that's generally i mean that's boat life that's boat culture i think the other sailboats around are probably doing similar things uh, minus Wig Wednesday. We have some <laughs> other theme days like Undie Monday where people were wearing their, you know, cutest little uh, Andrew Christian underwriter, what, you know, whatever, or, yeah. whatever stuff. Uh, Speedo Sunday we had. And tonight we will do a white party. We're so going to do gonna the white party. Up. We're going to meet for pre-drinks on our boat in yeah. like uh, in about an hour. Um, so anyway, so we have uh, our host, you mentioned, uh, makes us uh, breakfast and lunch every day on the boat. And Really, the food is part of the experience, and she has been so amazing. So um, we're going to play a clip now of Maeve kind of explaining to um, us what she's made for lunch on this particular day. And, of course, we all have our sassy uh, kind of comments in the background. Sassy because, comments? I don't know what you're talking because about. Because we can't help ourselves sometimes. Spinach, strawberry, uh, blue cheese, and walnut salad with a balsamic oh, dressing. Yum, disgusting. Yum, yum, yum. Ew. Uh, You shut your face. <laughs> Two more of those will leave for later in case it starts up again. <coughs> yeah, let me know when it starts up and we'll... No, it's still good. Yeah, good. And then we have prosciutto wrapped chicken uh, with a uh, fig uh, reduction. Yum. Oh my god. Oh you reduce god. it yourself? I reduced it myself. Um, so there's that. Maybe. Orzo, and then it's, oh sorry, it's a prosciutto wrapped chicken um, with a balsamic fig uh, shallot reduction sauce. I'm so impressed. I'm, I'm yeah, blown away. I, I can't wait. Uh, Orzo is coming out in a sec, and then I just have to saute up the veggies for the um, veggie thing. I just, this is right already now. better than the so dinner at the restaurant thing? last night. So I, I told her, because we had, we went to a really nice dinner the night before, and it, it was, the views were amazing. It's, it, we'll, we'll recommend it later. 
Um, but um, oh, we'll mention it later. But the uh, it was the food was okay. The yeah, prices were really high um, for for what the quality of the food was. And her lunch was just <laughs> yeah. blew me. I was like, if I I wish I had bought, I wish I had paid for this at right, dinner right. the night before. And then just to give you some context, so. Oftentimes, the hosts that come and work on these types of sailing trips, like they do it for one summer and that's kind of it, or they might come back and do it for two summers. It's not like a full time job kind of thing. And and Maeve, this is literally her second week doing this. She has no experience being on a boat, but she is just so no, I friendly. Think she, her family, she's. I think she has well, issue with it. yeah, I guess what I what I mean to say, she doesn't have experience working on a boat, yeah, but, she, but has she has natural she's, she's cooking awesome. skills. She's very hospitable. She's very friendly. She gets along with everyone uh even though we're just sassy queens fantastic and you know obviously very gay friendly and she's just having a great time as well so we we love Maeve um but generally all of the hosts have been really really great uh on all our trips so we also talked to one of our guests Lars who's been this is his third trip with us and he's also been with us um to Greece when we did that in 2019 and to Croatia when we went last year and so um we're gonna play some clips uh with our conversation from him so we'll start off with him talking to us about why he's been on this trip uh, three times and and he kind of gives um, uh, an explanation why he really enjoys these uh, sailing trips. You're going to interview me or do you want yeah, to... Yeah, for our podcast. All right, podcast. so that's fine. Okay. So Lars, we're in Greece. You've been on this trip. This is your third time with us. Why do you keep coming back? <laughs> I keep coming back on your trips because I know that you set the mood, set the tone. It's always going to be mean fun. We just get drunk at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we got some feedback it's last year. Wine that all we flows. do wine is drink wine and take naps all day. <laughs> well, I mean, we yeah. yeah, and you attract a really nice group of people. But uh, also, well, and the, the thing is, this, like, we don't make this sailing trip. Obviously, Pride Sailing Holidays does. So, like, what sure. is it about the sailing trip itself, whether we're on it or okay, not? What do so, you like yes. about it? What I like about these is it. Like I said, it attracts a special kind of person. Mm. Someone that's willing to share a bed with yeah. someone they don't know is going to be a, a good traveler. Right, because you can yeah. come as a solo traveler. Right. And exactly. then you have a social group, which that's is pretty right. cool. And I was paired with someone, and you know we're sleeping in the same bed, and it's not a problem at all. That's you know, right. It's not. And people that are willing to possibly do that or be on a boat where people are going to be paired up with someone they don't know, are good travelers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, to come on one of these trips and be a solo traveler, know you're going to share a cabin right. and have to talk to you. You have right. to come with an open mind and be sure. ready to meet and people. Yeah. That's your. Co- if you have nothing else in common, the one thing you have is you're willing to do that with exactly. a stranger, right? Sure. That's, that's what you have in common, which makes it easier because it takes right. a certain type of person to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and the kind of person that is attracted to this small boat sailing. Yeah, they're wonderful people. I agree. Without, without uh, reservation. Yeah. Reason. So let's see. You've been with us. You've been to Croatia, Greece. Greek, we did like Greek Mykonos, islands. The Greek islands around Mykonos. Mm-hmm. These are the Greek islands around Athens. We, you've personally done where else sailing? I did uh, an, another company called Gay Sail. Yeah. And that was out of the French side of St. Martin. Okay. And, and then you're going to be doing the Indonesia with everything. Indonesia sail with everything to see. Mm. Which is yeah, which is the new yeah, sale. Signed up for He's going to do that in November. Yeah. You said yeah, November. We're super excited to hear what you think yeah, about that. I can't wait to hear your everything yeah. you see. So Lars is uh, one of those solo travelers on this trip. He came with a friend uh, last year, but he's 
a solo traveler this year, so he's um, bunking with someone that he just met um, on Saturday when we set sail, and he's right. just kind of talking about how like that open-mindedness already, you know, tr- it's a certain per- type of person can do that, and uh, so you don't have to worry so much like, oh, are we gonna get along? Well, you're already right. vibing. You're already you know similar in that aspect that you're willing to do that which yeah, is great and Lars is just such I mean just such a pleasure to have on board not only is he just super friendly and outgoing but oh my god his stories <laughs> are so many incredible uh, amazing he's been working as a flight attendant for more than 30 years on American Airlines and I mean, he tells our stories and our jaws just drop. We're already um, preparing a podcast for him. <laughs> Literally, we're going to create an entirely new just uh, with his podcast, stories. separate, alone. Lars at large. Yeah, Lars at large. <laughs> well, so then he mentioned um, about how the trip uh, encourages socializing among the guests because, you know, we did just meet each other on Saturday, but because it's the close quarters... Um, it really encourages people to to get to know each other and and socialize. Yeah, so it is a small space, and you have to socialize. Yeah, and that's why people come on these ideas these because you could do this, you could do some other trip and see these places, but go by yourself or just sure. your friend or partner and not have a social experience. Okay, uh, that's right. fun. So yes, that's exactly why. You're in a confined. I mean, go to the beach. So you're in a confined space, and it is socializing is encouraged. Yeah, except this year you can't separate yourself. Right, except this year we're we're half as confined because this boat is massive and it's amazing. It is luxury. Oh my god, pure luxury. What I love though is that I mean we're on day one and everyone is already like your friend. It takes less than a day for them because you've spent so much time together but by day one you're friends and you've got the whole week ahead of you. Yeah, and the conversation flows and there's no yeah, there's virtually no dead silence. I would say, I mean, every year we've done it, there's always just a good, you know, even if there's differences between people, there's always just a good group dynamic and chemistry that happens on the boat. Because like you said, the people who come are willing to be open. And, right. you know, some people might kind of go off on their own a little bit and be private, but then they come back. So uh, you have to uh, forgive us for all the background noise. Yeah. We're like in we have port. background noise on top of background yeah. noise that, on top of background noise. That was noise. that one port that had that <laughs> bell tower that kept ringing, which is like kind of nice once. And then later you're like, oh, my God, why is this ringing at 7 a.m.? Um, but it, it, uh, some people are a little bit nervous about not knowing anyone. And that was just the point he was trying to make and that we agree with is that yeah. you, you easily um, get to know people because you're just hanging around and talking. And, I mean, there's no... There is actually a TV on this boat. Well, okay, but no, <laughs> but no one's watching TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> there's not usually right. a TV. And then the last topic we we talked about was a little bit about how boat life, you know, this sailing, you have to be flexible, right? Because I mean, we're on the sea, so you are, you know, at the mercy of the weather. So sometimes things change from day to day, or you know, for example, this week we swapped the order of certain islands, and then we actually took one out. So I think we we spoke a little bit about that with Lars in our 2019. Uh, Greece trip. Yeah, so he's mentioning what we discussed at the top of the episode, why we skipped Mykonos was because of the weather. He's just talking about how um, you know, it's important to be flexible when you're traveling in general, but especially on, on a, a boat and boat life. Travel more than any, more than many other situations, you must be flexible and, and you take have to hit. roll with it. Yeah. Yes, roll with exactly. Roll with Something will go wrong, especially when you're a week abroad. Yeah. It will, and 
and your ability to kind of roll with the punches mm -hmm. is what makes you a good traveler yep. and a company willing to help you out and making and, and having alternatives makes that a good company. Yep. And That's I think right. I think private sale. Yeah. So yeah, we'll sit, you, you, remember the captain said, well, if you need to go to Santorini. Take the high-speed yeah. ferry, you'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then people could go on a day just, trip. There's just so many moving parts, you know? And it's, it's one of so them is bound to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something can go wrong. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when you're doing weather. It's not exactly. like going to the cinema where you're going to buy your movie ticket and it's that's the movie's going to play at 8 and what can go wrong. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like if the, if, right, yeah. It's right. When you've got right. a flight, which is one company, a hotel, another company, your tour operator. And one depends company, on the other of getting here. Driver, and, yeah. Then the weather, and different Exactly. Well, I just want to say two things. Thank you, Lars, for taking the time to tell us about this, and oh, thank yeah. you for coming on. I didn't know three we were sailing. still recording. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and thank you, and thank you for coming oh, on gosh. three sailing trips. I hope they'll be yeah. fourth. Yeah. So are you're so you're just become yeah. such, you're yeah. such a great guy talking. About yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because we. I asked permission at the beginning of that conversation if I could record it for the podcast to be used later. And we were chatting just so casually, and eight minutes had gone by, and he totally forgot. I knew that he had forgotten, too, yeah, as yeah. well. So I'm glad he did that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Lars is a good story. Yeah, story. thank you again, Lars, for, for taking the time to, to record that with us and for all the stories right. uh, that you share with us. So let's get into our recommendations. We've got um, quite a few that we can say for some of the islands that we've been to and also for Athens. So yeah, for our guests that had stayed uh, Athens, um, they definitely visited the Acropolis, which is really like, imagine a hill in the center of Athens, but it's almost like a cliff. I mean, it's like hundreds of feet high, and the, the ancient Greeks built a, a few temples on top, and there was a, like a little city, and so you, you, of course, have to visit the ruins of the Acropolis. It's, it's amazing. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We went um, 10 years ago, right, during our Around the World trip, and yeah. it was it really stands out to me as one of the most incredible things. It's that, incredible. Uh, especially for for historical sites that we've seen. Yeah. It's, I mean, definitely up there. I mean, the if there's one thing that Athens has, it's ancient Greek ruins and history, and you can't go wrong in that. And so after a visit, or maybe before, uh, perhaps, to the Acropolis itself, down uh, at ground level is the Acropolis Museum, which has like kind of all the relics and sculptures uh, from the, the original Acropolis and just lots of other um, things from different parts of Greece. So, I mean, you can't visit Athens without doing that. And then all around that area are just awesome little streets and little shops and restaurants that, that you can explore. And um, what's also great about Athens is it's actually got a pretty vibrant uh, gay nightlife. And I mean, really, that's that's simply because Athens is a huge city. I think it's like five million people with Greece having a population of 11. So uh, almost half the country live in or around Athens. So, you know, naturally being a European uh, capital, there's going to be a lot of LGBT life. Um, I would say it's a little bit more underground is not the right word, but it's a little bit more not mainstream, maybe. not mainstream. But there's still plenty, plenty of places to to visit. And one of the best ways to actually do that, uh, if you're with some friends or, or even if you're alone, um, is to kind of, uh, is to get a, uh, do a gay pub crawl. And you can actually uh, book that. And one of our tour operators uh, did that for the six uh, guests on our trip before. So they kind of took them around to different bars in um, in the, the area to explore. Yeah, but we learned a very important lesson that we should not do, like, book a <laughs> gay pub crawl the night before you're going to go... Uh, Book a, <laughs> check out of your hotel and then get uh, transfer over to a marina and find the port where you're going to board your 
a sailing boat because fair enough. All yeah, of our they were, all were a little bit of a mess. Yeah. We heard we basically heard all except for one of them were out until five in the morning. Yeah, and they all just looked yeah. like and it was the first day we were meeting them too in person, so they were just like you know, it was hot and they're yeah, just like, Where's we'll, our boat? We'll, we'll see if we can rearrange that for, for next year's trip. You know, it's a, it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. So we won't do that again next time. Right. But, uh, well you're just fine now. So just to to kinda of close it up uh with that Athens, 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 Greece. Uh, we'll just mention a couple of restaurants and, and bars. We actually have an Athens gay guide on our website, so you can just Google Which gay Athens. We are working on updating, um, but we did get some recommendations from them while they were there that we think are worth sharing, and then we'll throw them on the guide uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Absolutely. So just to name a few, Brunch Factory is a great place for breakfast. Rooster uh, is a cute, straight, friendly uh, club and cafe, or it's actually more of a, a cafe. It's not so much a club. Uh, Coastas is Coastas. I can't pronounce things. With a K. Uh, with a K. This is a casual place uh, in a lively area. So definitely uh, check that out. It's the third favorite uh, souvlaki place. So that's a that's a Greek food. So uh, check that out. Aleria Restaurant, uh, Havana Club, and I, that is in Greek. So I don't know how to read that. And... Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's a recommendation in Greek, and I was, uh, like translated it, and I was like, the translation is the citizen is left. <laughs> So I, I have to follow up on this place because uh, we didn't go there, but it's just for a, a place for, for fast food that they really liked, like. Like but, Greek euros and things like yeah, that. Right? Which yeah, which I do want to include, but I don't know how to read Greek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we also have, um, uh, I think this uh, last recommendation is uh, a lesbian place called Beaver. <laughs> properly named. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> so anyway, um, so those are just some quick uh, um cafe, restaurant suggestions for Athens. Um, so let's move on to the islands themselves that we've been visiting. Yeah, if we were going to only go to one of the ones we've been to so far, what would you say, what island would you say, like, okay, I've got time for one island, where should I go from Athens? For me, it would definitely be Idra, and I think uh, like, we want to say Hydra, because it's, it's spelled, spelled like H- Hydra yeah, for H-Y-D-R-A, English speakers. but I think they pronounce it Idra. And I that everyone really likes what's that What's so one. cool about that island is it's, I mean, it, it feels like it was in the 1800s. They literally do not have motorized vehicles, and and to the point that they use donkeys to haul everything, luggage, building materials, uh, people, all around the little town. And it's all like many of the Greek uh, Greek islands. It's all kind of built up on a hill. It's surrounded by like walls with cannons. It's just such a cool, cool yeah, place. I honestly thought when we were um, arriving in port, I thought that it was just kind of a gimmick because they have the donkeys and horses <laughs> ready for for the visitors who are arriving right. to take them kind of up the hill or around. And I was like, well, that's cute, but a little you know gimmicky. Kind of like the island of uh, was it in Madeira where they do the the swoosh, yeah. There's like a sled, like kind of a sled that you go down a hill, but that is touristy and gimmicky. That's so touristy because it's, they used to do that. Or oh, Something, but yeah, now it's it only, only for tourists. Yeah, it takes you down a sled on a hill. Um, and we did it, and it's fun, but it was very gimmicky. Yeah. And so this, I thought, was going to be... And then later, when we went on a hike, and I'm seeing all the locals, like, yeah. moving... Carrying around. bags of cement and, yeah. like, roofing materials. Exactly. And I was like, up oh, donkeys. like, there's legit no cars yeah. on here. They really do actually have to use yeah, these uh, donkeys and horses to get things around. Yeah. Of course, they have... Um, things for tourists as well but yeah. I thought that was cool because it just I don't know gave a little bit more authenticity right. to the and whole what's thing. great about Idra is if you you don't even have to do like a, a week long sailing trip you can do a day trip from Athens um, and so within an 8 hour day trip you can visit uh, Idra and come back so I think that's our standout island um, for us on this trip um, a recommendation we mentioned earlier in the episode uh, that we had gone to a kind of a pricey restaurant that we thought the food was okay um, 
and that we had a better food on our boat with our, our wonderful host, uh, right. Maeve. So anyway, that place is a Sunset Restaurant. And so we do recommend it because it's called Sunset Restaurant because of the beautiful views up at the edge of the, you know, hill. Yeah. But I would, I would skip on the dinner and I would just go for a cocktail. That's, that's like kind of a recommendation. If you're going to go, definitely have a cocktail there. It is a a sunset cocktail, obviously. Yeah. Yes. But I I would pass on the dinner because it is pricey or or the lunch and it's just not necessary to pay so much for what I would call mediocre food. Yeah. Um, there are better places to eat there, um, at a better price price. Um, but there's also hiking, uh, which we enjoyed and you can go up to the very top of the hill on uh, Hydra and there's a monastery there and it was, it's a long hike. It's about an hour and 15 minutes up, but it was worth it. Oh my God. The views were wonderful amazing, views all the way up the, on the way. There's wonderful views. Then you get to, you know, be rewarded with that monastery. Yeah. Um, so that's a wonderful plan for, for the Island. Um, and then there's also, um, a museum, like a Greek history museum on it. Next Island is Sep- Sepsis. Like <laughs> we keep saying Sepsis. Oh my God. It just, Sepsis doesn't <laughs> It come just out. rolls off the tongue. Sepsis. <laughs> the Island of Blood Disease. <laughs> Spetses. <laughs> um Also doesn't have any private uh, automobile, automobiles, uh, like no cars are allowed on it, but there are in, um, uh, bikes, mopeds, motorcycles. So yeah. it's not exactly... Um, no motorized vehicles at all. Right. There's no cars, which I thought was interesting. No private and, cars. And one of our guests actually rented a, a four-wheeler overnight, so he got to go around the island in the evening with that. He gave me a ride, and he had that until morning. I think that only cost him 30 euros, so um, that's kind of a cool thing to if do. If you're going to try to eat for cheap there, you have got to go to this place called Cockatoo, um, and they just do like the uh, euros there, which are... 100%. Uh, like pita bread oh, with so like a chicken or pork, so, so um, and there they stuff the french fries inside, and tzatziki sauce, and oh my god it was a great price and a great um a great uh, meal for sure and the service was great there um kaiki beach club as well yeah so that was actually still on the island of uh, spetsis and i think we paid 60 euros for this massive massive cabana that fit like eight people so we got two of them and they just ordered cocktails on the beach and i mean the water was beautiful it had like three different shades uh, because of the coral and then the sand and then the, the deep it was just I mean, the views are great, uh, and the staff was, was awesome. So that was a great way to spend the afternoon. But if you want to do um, a different beach club that's still nearby, you could do something that's a little bit more upscale, a little more posh, a little more bougie, yeah. and that would be at Nikki Beach Club, and that's on the island. Is Porto Heli an island? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's actually on, on the mainland. Island. I think it's okay. actually on the mainland. So at the port of Porto, Porto Heli, there's Nikki Beach Club. Um, it's more pricey. It's 60 euros per person for the day, but it's going to be much more upscale if that's what you're looking for. Um, the Kaiki Beach Club, um, like the food is really good. The beer and wine are fine, but the cocktails I w- were overpriced and not great. Yeah, but it's definitely, a, I, I mean, I don't even want to call it a budget option. It's just because it was still beautiful. But yeah, um, I would say know. skip the cocktails though, order food and get <laughs> and yourself a glass of Prosecco. wine or a Prosecco. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, nothing mixed yeah. because they, the service is great. The staff was great, but the cocktails were not yes <laughs> so um next we were in ermione um and one place that we really liked there we had dinner per um our captain's suggestion we went to maria's all day cafe which was um, a restaurant right on the water we had great food that's one where you know the prices were good the yeah. food was good i would absolutely go back there they had a fresh catch of the day uh which we were all confused and they were like <laughs> well i'll have the catch of the day and like hey, you need to get up and go inside the restaurant <laughs> Go pick it out. Like, like, oh, literally the exact <laughs> fish you're going to eat. Yeah. It so cool. it was reasonable prices. We enjoyed fried cheese and um, 
what they call dolmas, which is like um, wrapped, like stuffed uh, grape oh, leaves that are wrapped. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Uh, which were delicious. And by the way, we didn't actually spend very much time in uh, Ermione. Um, as we rolled in, the sun was setting, and oh my god, David, the, the sunset was just stunning. Yesterday? Or, yeah. As, oh, uh, oh when we were going stunning. in, yeah. And it was funny because the That's captain was... on our spe- Instagram right now. The captain the way, was specifically stories. swerving back and forth as we were approaching, and I couldn't figure out why. And then it, what I realized is because the way that the hills are situated, it basically, he made it so that the sun set like four times. It would set behind the hill and they would come back around and you'd see the sun. And, oh, it was, did you just, are you assuming that or did he say that? I, no, I think he did that on purpose. That, I mean, because as he worked. finished it, he's like, that's the last time guys. Sorry. Yeah, okay. That was <laughs> yeah. stunning. We, was all cool. of us were like, cool. our jaws were dropping. It was yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, and that is on our Instagram stories right now, which you have to go check out because those views were really incredible um and so now we just got to Poro, so it's uh we can't really recommend too much here because we <laughs> haven't uh discovered it yet we're about to go do that we're going to meet up with um all of our guests in an hour but um we understand that this is the biggest and most lively of the saronic is that how you say the island saronics i believe the saronics so of all the, of this group of islands in in the greek islands it's kind of the more um, lively one, which is why we chose it to do our white party night. So we're going to go check it out this evening. So um, we'll definitely have more recommendations after we know something about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I think that's all of our recommendations for now, right? That's yeah, let's, everything let's, else you want to uh, add? No, I don't. Okay. So um, we just want to say thank you so much to uh, Tom, Brendan, Charlie for listening in. Thank you, Lars, um, for giving us uh, your opinion on the trip and Maeve for the wonderful um, host, uh, hosting that she's been doing. Thank you to Pride Sailing Holidays for this amazing trip. We, we love working with them and, and we can't wait to, to be back and, um, and we just love these trips. They're fantastic. So thank you again. So if you like this show, um, please subscribe to it at Colin and give the episode a like with the heart icon when it's published and you can follow us on social media. We're at Two Ventures and feel free to leave us a comment about what you liked and what you want to hear more of. And speaking of what they might want to hear more of. Today is episode 24. Uh, Next week is episode 25, which is actually going to wrap up season one of Queer Travel Chat. So uh, next week on, I believe it's Thursday, but now I don't remember. So just, it's on the 30th. It's on the 30th. Yeah, yeah it's so definitely it's th- on the 30th. Yeah. And I believe it's uh, 3.30 European time. So that's probably about 9.30, 9.30 Eastern time. Yeah. So that will actually be our last episode uh, of season one. Uh, and we're going to be speaking uh, with um, founder Craig Smith of Source Journeys. He's the CEO and founder. Uh, and he'll tell us about their LGBT luxury travel experiences around the world and how... They inspire gay travelers to explore the world on their trips. Uh, they go all over, and they've been doing it for about twenty years. They do group trips, and they do so like some of them are cruises as well, like some are land, mid, yeah, right? like mid-sized cruise. They're really known for their mid-sized cruises. Okay. So, like you know, uh, group sizes from like fifty to maybe like two hundred or three hundred guests. So they're smaller ships. Um, so that will be our last episode that we will wrap up with, and then we will be back with season two uh, probably in September. So we'll announce the the exact date uh, for that. So until next week, uh, we are going to finish Greek sailing. Yeah, we have to go get ready for our white party. We got a shower. We got to put on our white clothes. There are a couple of glasses of prosecco, and have a glass of prosecco. So uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.